today's guest, Anna Pavlova. And what, and what response rates do you usually get? Um, yeah, for some roles, 100%. For some roles, it's uh, around 86%, I think, 85 86%. Um, one of the reasons why it's so high, um, uh, the big name, like, and uh, that's one, um, when people know the company. Uh, second, I really try to contact people um, with uh, relevant experience. Um, and uh, personalization is always like, I, I really try to trigger people. Sometimes I put some kind of, you know, very provocative subject about saying something about some games <laughs> and some, uh, or, or finding something um, about this person on Twitter or Twitch that I can mention. So personalization gives me a huge, huge, huge boost of the responses. And I just spend the time. Yes, it takes time. It takes uh, me a few minutes uh, minimum to research the profile. Allah and I talked about sourcing in-depth, especially for engineers. She is a sourcer at Riot Games and is doing a sourcing trainings and interviewed her first engineer back in 2009, so 14 years ago. And we talked about everything outside of LinkedIn when it comes to sourcing and even did some live sourcing. So if you watch the episode um, on YouTube or Spotify, make sure to check the video because um, there you can really see and follow us on um, what we do online to get email addresses um, in a very, I would say, sophisticated way and um, many more insights and tips in the episode. Enjoy. Then you can build trust and then you can spend less time communicating and more time just getting shit done. Then I went home and, and thought about this sentence. We basically put it on the table. Hiring takes time. People are trained. How to objectively judge certain situations. It's very, 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 very hard to change things. That was the learning. Entrepreneurs with empathy. On the people side. Hi, Allah. It is really great to have you here because we met now two times at uh, two conferences, once at the RC23 um, Recruitment Festival and once at the VR Developer World Congress, um, where we both had a stage and now we are sitting here together doing a podcast. That's nice. How are you? Thank you so much. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I think that's uh, amazing how the conferences get us connected. So excited to be here. Yes. So maybe we start off. Um, with you giving us a bit more context about yourself. That would be super interesting because I think you have a very interesting career and also passion. Um, thank you so much. Uh, right now, I'm a full-time dedicated sourcer at Riot Games. I'm independent freelancer. I think I've been freelancing since 2015. Um, but not a lot of people know how I ended up uh, in IT. So I was dreaming to have a career as a lawyer, like to protect people or maybe to put some people behind the bars. <laughs> um, and I joined one IT company as a lawyer. Um, and uh, to be honest, they very quickly realized that I'm so bad with documents and so good with people. So at that time, it was my friend uh, who was um, uh, managing me and he said, hey, really, just, just, consider HR. So I think you, you will do great there. <laughs> and um, I started slowly moving to the HR and uh, I interviewed my first PHP developer in 2009, I think. Um, and it was an amazing experience. I felt myself as an idiot, a complete idiot, because uh, technology is everything. I didn't know anything. And um, yeah, it was a very nice experience. Since then, I interviewed, I think, thousands of uh, software engineers. I uh, work mostly in gaming and support the companies. I, I need to have some kind of connection with the company that I work for. So that's, I think, makes um, it uh, much easier for me to um, to be passionate and motivated because I kind of uh, care of uh, the product uh, that the company is producing. So, yeah. And what games are you passionate about? What what are you gaming on for yourself? Um of course, I play a lot of uh, League of Legends, uh, the the main game that uh, Riot uh, uh, created. Um, uh, but I also play uh, Diablo 4. And one of my favorites is, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, so that's a seven part two remake. So that's like one of the best. Right now, there are so many games that's in my list that I need to play. Um, yeah. 
I always played a lot of Nintendo back then with the whole um, Super Mario and Banjo Tui Kazooie um, era. I, I loved this. And I never played the games you mentioned, but I, I always then went a bit into Call of Duty uh, when I was a teenager. I remember it was really nice. <laughs> you can get addicted. <laughs> you can, yes. Uh, you can find friends and some, you can actually okay. be well paid so, uh, to play games. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah. it's. Uh... Are you also streaming? Um, uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, I think uh, it's going to really annoy a lot of people the way how I play. <laughs> so I, I play with friends and um, that, that makes it much easier. Um, yeah, but I don't stream, but I do watch uh, streams of other players on Twitch and uh, Discord. And does it also help you in your job when you understand the gaming world on um, finding great engineers in the gaming industry? Because I think it it's also not so easy, right? Because it's a very specific niche in engineering. Um, yeah, I think a lot of candidates as well as the recruiters um, who works in IT, they think that uh, it should be something very special to to move to gaming industry. In a way, I think it's um, it's a passion, like in understanding the different type of games, the different technologies that are used um, to create these games. Uh, a lot of things are just available on YouTube and I'm just watching tutorials how to create this game or there's like uh, the biggest uh, conference that I think everyone should watch the videos um, is like uh, the the uh, gaming developers conference and it's it really gives a lot of um, insights and uh, you see the presentations of uh, uh, people who created some um, Games like Doom, for example, you and I, we saw Joe Romero at VR Developers, and uh, he's a super nice guy, super open, talking about his failures and uh, things that he would do differently. So, and the more I, I know about person behind the game, the more I'm actually um, uh, curious to, to try it. Yes, and you, you also got a very experienced and advanced um, source, I would say. And also you're really passionate about the topic. And maybe over the past, I think it's now more than 14 or 14 years, right? When you've interviewed the first um, software engineer, how did, how did sourcing or recruiting for software engineers develop over the past um, more than decade? Um, I think it's really developed since ChatGPT appeared, <laughs> so it's uh, it's became very different. Um, I think I've I've been always dedicated to recruiter, um, but I always either didn't have a budget or something else uh, to source the candidates, so I had to be creative to find my own candidates to bring them in the pipeline where there are not that many applicants, and so I I quickly realized that uh, sourcing uh, makes me very powerful as a recruiter and so very powerful in terms of negotiations with the companies and uh, hiring managers because if I know what is going on on the market as a sourcer, I can do the research, I can do the talent mapping. Um, so it's really gave me instruments, um, gave me confidence and um having sourced candidates progressing in the pipeline. Oh yeah, that's that's really gives so much um, pleasure um to see that they get hired because you found them you engage with them and then you put them through the process um slowly i think i moved to complete like full-time sourcing uh gig um it's um it's different from recruitment in a way that I don't talk a lot <laughs> to people. Um, uh, it depends on the company. In some companies, uh, you screen the candidates and some you don't. Um, and in a way where I see like what's this is great about sourcing and what has changed in the past decade is that we, we become more closer to the tech. Um, and so we uh, use an instrument that the software engineers are using. And it's it's making us more again powerful, and um, it's automate our routine. And in sourcing, we talk a lot about automation, um, about tools, and um, yeah, I think uh, sourcers are the biggest suckers for the uh, tools. Like if you ask any sourcer, like name a few things um, uh, that are exciting in your profession, and I think that uh, the technologies, like using the tools, will be one of them. Like extensions, extensions, um, extensions. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's um, 
that's a very a very unique type of job because a lot of people think that the sourcing is a, a junior recruiters. In some cases, it is. Like some some people would like to uh, become recruiters, uh, but they start with sourcing um, because it's less communication uh, with the candidates. So they try to do like the background job, like research, finding, approaching, like engaging, um, this kind of type of job. Um, but um, I think personally that sourcing changed so much in the last five years. It became such a powerful job. Uh, basically, um, some companies are asking uh, me as an expert, like, hey, should we open office in that location? Tell us a little bit about, like, can you do the research? Tell us a little bit about the talents at that market. And I feel like really so um, so much responsibility that's uh, actually going to teach right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're going to make a decision based on my research. And mm. um, yeah, I feel I feel that this job is really, really something, including tech, uh, data, research, uh, and of course, communication, um, copywriting skills. So I really like it. How did you source in 2010 versus 2015 versus now? Oh, that's good. Where, where, where it was in 2010? So, <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, I was in my first, um, um, still at my first, uh, IT company. At that moment, um, I think, uh, we used a lot of, uh, uh post in the job and pray <laughs> so that the people will apply and then you can have applicants. So that I, that's what I recall. Uh, there were not that many agencies that were poking um, uh, companies. Uh, uh, yeah. And now I think it's a lot about uh, employer branding. So like if you want to have anyone to apply for a job, so you will do like a great job about uh, um, talent, how it's awesome in your company, what people are working already there. So because people would like to work with people. So you will try to showcase some nice people from from your company. Um, and I think my um, observation is that a lot of um, companies are really trying to look outside of uh, job posting, uh, like on LinkedIn or elsewhere. And they really go to the communities um, and they just join them and try to find a way to engage with the talents uh, through the, yeah, through these channels, like anything yeah. but LinkedIn. So I don't hate LinkedIn, just in case. <laughs> I really okay, I don't I hate it. In 2015, there was maybe still a bit more potential on sourcing through LinkedIn because I think it was not so crowded yet. And um, I think post 2017, 18, um, I think it got really crowded. And then you would need, you, you definitely would have to need to find other ways, like going into the community's GitHub. Um, back then, you could do a lot in um, just, let's say, forums or um, chats where the community interacts around certain technologies and so on. Um, so the, I think that's super um, challenging now sometimes when you are uh, maybe a regular HR person or a non-specialized recruiter and you need to your find yourself finding, uh, having to find niche positions in software engineering. And then you start a LinkedIn search. <laughs> You, you start with maybe generic or even personalized outreaches and you don't get the results you would need. <laughs> so maybe you can give us a bit more ideas on creative, uh, creative ways of sourcing. That would be interesting because I think there you're really, really specialized. Uh, thank you so much. I actually uh, recently um, I spoke with uh, one of the communities um, uh, locally here in Amsterdam, and so we were talking about creative ways to uh, find these niche candidates. Um, it was not that much about sourcing, uh, as much about um, uh, going to the meetups and uh, participate there, like being physically there. So as, as I met you at the conference, I remember that moment I was really uh, cleaning coffee from my uh, backpack <laughs> and you were sitting around <laughs> and watching me um, talking to you. And uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I offered my uh, help. You did not want yeah. to. 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was complete mess, but uh, uh, it's uh, it's fun. So I get to connect on a personal uh, level, um, and I think that's one of the really great advice, uh, especially now after COVID. So we can go again and um, um, engage with the talents, and I see a lot of events happening. So that would be my first suggestion. Um, if you really um, have time and opportunity, go physically to this event. Um, another amazing way that I found that you can do online, and I'm not sure what is your opinion uh, on this one, uh, Thomas, but um, what do you think about um, uh, mentoring campaigns? So what I found interesting is that you already have someone great in your company. It could be CTO, it could be the hiring manager. What if they could go online and answer some questions for juniors or they can um, be making themselves available for mentoring um, opportunities? And um, I find it I find it also very amazing how people react to it or charity events. So interesting enough, soon I'm going to have this experience with um, um, other recruiters from gaming companies. Uh, one of the Blizzard recruiters, uh, he's organizing a charity event where he uh, invited uh, a lot of us uh, from different companies, like a lot of us recruiters. And uh, we are going to talk about uh, how to start your career in gaming, how to start your um, application, CD, tips, and this kind of things. And, you know, I see so many people signing up for that. Uh, it's a free event. You just can donate a little bit money. But... Um, yeah, if you could do that, uh, it's 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 really really something uh, that people remember. Um, but yeah, like let's do some sourcing, right? So let's um, let me uh, let me look into I think my also the the mentoring aspect and so on, and also the community engagement aspect is super helpful. So sometimes, but I uh, um, saw that when when there were some candidates that had maybe I don't know very relevant profiles for somebody to hire. Then just going on their GitHub and um, committing to some projects from the, I don't know, head of engineering or another engineer, um, and then starting to collaborate. This can also be very creative ways. <laughs> exactly. No, this is a very nice point. So let me look into my mind map uh, about the GitHub. So um, there are so many nice uh, projects that uh, um, are open source. And if your company supports an open source project, it's always great. Developers love this. And uh, um, you can find a lot of people uh, that do comments in there. So I think um, it's experiment. So I haven't done it before. Uh, but let me see if I can uh, find something like that. So let me just... Um, so what I'm doing, I'm trying to look for the information on the GitHub. So it's I'm it's rain. So yeah, you're doing an X-ray search, right? And you you just um, already yeah, so, pre-copied something. What you use several times in your job? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, basically, I cleaned it up. So I left only uh, side GitHub uh, blocker report. This is the way um, how Google returns the results uh, when you source on uh, GitHub. So block a block a report is um, the word that you can see on every page on GitHub. I'm going to show it. But what I'm interested in, so if I can do open source and I can see, is it like any projects, anyone is mentioning that. So I really would like to see um, what type of the... Um, what type of the results I can get out of it. Like uh, I'm mostly interested in seeing the people, right? So um, I'm going to see why this yeah open source HTML5 charts using Canvas tech. So um, basically I found someone's uh, profile. Uh, I, maybe it's someone, maybe it's a company. I need to check it. It's always like interesting. Yeah, it could be, it could be, could be the company, could be the person. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and the, the, um, the, the, this person has uh, open source uh, projects in his uh, repository. So if you're really targeting that type of people, so I think it could be very helpful. Or you can find the list of like Googling is always uh, something that you can you can do. Um, list of um, open source projects at GitHub. 
And then I will make a list of these people. So, of course, I'm going to use the ChatGPT to help me to make a list. So that's uh, that's very easy. So this is like the most popular GitHub prof- uh, uh, open source. And then you can see, yeah, if, if there's any people who are really contributing and if they're interesting for you, because it's also like really depends on who you're looking for. But usually I'm asking hiring teams or developers uh, that really works in the company um, uh, if they can recommend me any project that I can join uh, so that I can really uh, check, check check the candidates from there, TF2. So I would like to look into this as well. So DF2 is is very good source for me uh, for the inspiration um, in terms of like where to look for. Um, so I will also do open source, and I'm going to see if they have any pod, uh, podcasts, people who are talking about it. And um, yeah, uh, guide to open source contributions. So this is someone who wrote about it, and um, of course, I'm going to really double check if this where this person is coming from maybe location is not relevant for me but still um again i'm using a lot of extensions so um candidate lookup by code is one of my favorites so it's uh you just highlight the name and uh, you can see if um if you can find any social media uh of this person so mm-hmm. it's automatically open up and my um yeah this is definitely yeah this person in case you like my show, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Okay, so you found some open source projects through dev.to and then you looked for some people who contributed to certain open source projects and then you then tried to get their social media profiles like LinkedIn, GitHub, Twitter or X and then there you then find other ways to reach out, for instance, right? Because I also remember that you you had a really um, sneaky and not sneaky in a negative way, but a positive way, um, way to find email addresses on GitHub through their um, commit um, requests. Yes, very easy. Yeah, let me show you. So um, lots of times people, um, it's a very old trick, but uh, it works like a charm still. <laughs> so I hope it's going to still work. And there are a few things. I use uh, OctoHR um, as the um, uh, extension that sometimes shows the email addresses as well, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to really look into um, a repository that this person has. So... It's forked. Forked, it means that uh, the person copied this um, repository from someone else's profile. But this one, this is also actually forked. Yeah, so what I need to find, um, I need to find the last commit that was done exactly by this person. Mm-hmm. So I see this uh, this person um, avatar, so should be doable. So I clicked on the last commit and I add the word dot patch. At the very end, so it should give me the email address. In here, we see that this person is using like no reply GitHub, um, uh, so it means that I will not be able to contact uh, based on this one. But I don't give up. So what I do, I continue looking into repositoriums. So I'm gonna go back um, and look into the list of 25. So maybe I can find something in here. So a lot of things have forked. So, but the person also call um, call out that um, he's uh, contributing to um, uh, open source. So it means that there should be should be some kind of some code left by this person. So let me see. It's uh, it's done last month. So touch. So you can open any person. So, it looks like this person is probably not using the uh, uh, the um, personal uh, email address. Yeah. So Be- this because way, usually, usually that the, the trick is right that if they are logged in on GitHub with their personal or with their email address they're active on, then when you patch the commit, then you get the mm-hmm. um, the email address from where the commit was um, done. Yeah. So basically, every um, commit done with using the email address. Most of the times, quite a lot of times, it's a work email address. Um, so because people are using it for work, uh, but this person is quite social. So um, I think there there could be the way to find uh, uh, the, the, this person is using hash notes. It's actually also 
possible to source. I I know, and there's even pages. Oh wow! So that's that's you. So my source and mindset is really right now is super excited because I can see. Okay, mm, I I can find a way to source based on the pages. Um, and uh, yeah, so definitely. What would you do with the pages? Gonna, um, so, uh, Beige is probably going to help me to find uh, this this person in a, in the way existing. Um, so let me see. Yeah, I haven't tried hash notes uh, yet, but I would like to do so. I'm not sure if I can like very quickly create the stream. So let me try very quickly once, but um, I'm, I'm probably not going to succeed straight away. Um, so let's see if it's given any pages. Yeah, so yeah, it's given. So you see, I use hashnote.dev pages, and now um, it's showing me profiles that have earned pages. I can add probably location or something else. I, I'm very jealous to people who are only looking for um, those like remote positions because then you're like, absolutely, the whole internet is yours. <laughs> um so let's see yeah so this is the person who get the pages um and then i can see i can check there there's github and uh actually beautiful pages like really i probably wouldn't come um like wouldn't see these people myself if i were just browsing on linkedin so that's my point so usually mm. i spent like a few weeks on linkedin and then i go and source elsewhere so I love it. So she mentioned the gold pages and hacking rank as well. It gives me another idea. So that's it's probably possible to look for people with hacking rank um, pages. And I also see that she ah, mentioned hacking rank is a uh, software engineering evaluation tool, right? Where you can um, get um, tasks. Uh, test, testing tool. Yeah, exactly. Tests for for technical evaluations. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so you really can get creative, right? Because then you also know that they are also interviewed somewhere, maybe if they have. Or maybe they just did, did a um, Python co course there. I don't know how this exactly works, but um, I agree. It, it's, it's super interesting. I'm also sometimes when I, I really fall into it, I, I'm doing it less now for sourcing, but more for prospecting. When I know that there are companies out there um, needing um, hiring, for instance, then I try to find a way on um, what are some signals and so on and how do I best reach out. So that's also there are similar principles used um, in, in sourcing. So it, it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, looking at this profile, it's given me so many ways how I can uh, continue searching for candidates um, with similar profiles. So you see this XTCS. So people use it a lot. X Uber, X Google. Uh, so if I go back to the X range, so well, I like X range for the reason because it's uh, really uh, flexible. So I can do X um, Uber. So let's see if we have anyone. So this is. Uh, like I would like to see if people that I'm opening have this in their profiles. You see? So if I target specific company uh, as my uh, preferred uh, company, um, then it's very helpful. So mm -hmm. those are the people that uh, like work in Amazon and uh, Uber uh, and uh, other companies. So you can see also ex-Uber, yeah. So maybe I'm working in some music production company and I would like to look for people who work in Spotify because I think it's quite hard to headhunt people from Spotify. <laughs> so, but if someone worked and left the company, so could be. Uh, for that, I, I always use Twitter as well because Twitter is very flexible in terms of like uh, what, 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 what you can do. So there is um, uh, like uh, advanced search and you can you can really do uh, X Uber as well. And people put that in their profiles. So yeah, mm -hmm. here's the advanced search. And you can like, I, I love Twitter so much and I hope things going to be well with Twitter, <laughs> with all the changes that, that are going on. Um, it's one, one of the favorites. One question to Twitter. Do you also use or did you use follower rank? Mm. Yes, I did, um, but I don't think it's uh, working anymore. So follower, follower bank. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a very nice tool. Um, yeah, I, I loved it because, you know, sometimes I had 
two to three names of very outstanding engineers, but we were not able to hire them because they just were not interested or had their own company. But we then put these three engineers in a location um, into follower wonk, and then you get a Venn diagram of all the people who are following, following them and who they are following. And then I got a list of um, highly targeted um, and relevant engineers that I would never found on LinkedIn or somewhere else because it's dependent on the relationship they have with engineers where we knew they were outstanding or had a certain reputation in a certain um, project or industry or niche. And this was highly, highly, highly effective because then I could also use the name of the other three persons, how I found them as a reference to get a reply and then just meeting them for coffee. <laughs> exactly. No, this is a very good strategy. I see that, um, yeah, Follow Along was acquired by uh, Fedica and uh, I'm not sure if it's still uh, free because, yeah, I started to receive um, uh, emails from this company, Fedica, saying, hey, you have uh, like a few new followers and these two bastards stop following you. And this is very, very funny because uh, they, uh, to know who is unfollowing me. So I probably need to create an account and maybe pay or anything. Um, but I was like really um, kind of impressed in a fun way that they informed me that some people dare to unfollow me. So. <laughs> um, if you're interested in followers, uh, I would say Twitter itself, um, if, for example, you don't want to play uh, or use um, follow along, um, you can find anyone. So let me make an example of my, uh, this is the software engineer from, where is it, where, where he's gone, um, Basim. Uh, he's a software engineer in GitHub. Uh, he has amazing um stream that he does uh, on youtube and uh, like videos for education etc etc so i can see uh his followers and i can use um instead of scraper very quickly uh to oh, get all nice his <laughs> yeah uh, it's it. free yeah so you yeah, see yeah. i'm i'm getting like um a small oh, hack he's... also, especially for conferences, right? If you don't want to um, attend a conference or cannot maybe attend, sometimes it even makes sense to just buy, buy the ticket and um, <laughs> scrape the list of attendees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, we developers uh, have like, I think, 12,000 people um, uh, this year. So are you dare to scrape them all? So you um, could, yeah. Uh, so, for example, I'm going to show, no, I mean 12,000 people, so probably I will try to uh, do it in a different way. So, yeah, uh, Instant Data Scraper is a very nice tool, makes it much easier. So, if you go to the um, speakers, so you like, oh, this is all great speakers. So, what you can do, uh, you can also use Instant Data Scraper uh, to help you out. So you yes. see, there's the name, yeah. So, and it took me like seconds. So, um, yeah. And then so. you can really get it just in an Excel or spreadsheet, and then there you can also yeah. do a search function. Say, okay, I I want all the CEOs. I want to have the CTOs. I want to have companies from a specific company, and then you you build your list, and then find an approach to to outreach. And it's also exactly. then easy to get the email addresses because it's usually a certain pattern, like first name dot last name at company dot com, for instance. And then you can build your own email list and just need to run them through a validator and <laughs> then you can do outreach. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you use Phantom Buster? I heard of it, but I, I think I, I did not use it. So what's it about? Yeah. So Phantom Buster is um, uh, alternative uh, uh, also for scraping. It has different phantoms, it's called. Um, so it's free for 10 minutes scraping. So 10 minutes, to be honest, it's more, if you have a good internet, so you, I think you can really scrape like 10, 15 thousands of people. So you don't need that. I never encourage people to scrape like thousands of people. Go for a few hundreds of quality. So yeah. if you look, um, uh, I also never advise to use LinkedIn because um, uh, anything like third-party LinkedIn uh, um, tools, uh, it's dangerous sometimes because you could be put in LinkedIn jail forever. So you yeah. don't want to do that. So, no. <laughs> so uh, <as> a scraping <laughs> can work anywhere, but LinkedIn, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could work on LinkedIn, but I don't uh, don't advise to use that. So, for example, it works really nicely with Twitter. So you can 
as a way that, as you said, you know, uh, someone really great, um, and you're interested in people who are following this person, um, then you can collect all the followers uh, of this person, Twitter follower collector. So extract the followers of the Twitter account. So I'm going to quickly show how to use that. So I'm so with the free version, you can only do one search at a time. So I'm going to delete this one. And sometimes it has errors, but the way how it source, it's actually like sc scrape uh, profiles from different uh, platforms um, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, GitHub, uh, Slack as well. Um, so it's, it's it's very helpful. So I really consider, I really recommend to consider um, this tool because I'm have been using it um, almost on a daily basis uh, for some diversity sourcing as well, um, because uh, Twitter like is 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 really proved to be quite diverse in terms of like things that uh, you can find. Uh, for example, flag. You see, uh, the person um, has a flag here, so you can find anyone uh, if you like targeting. Uh, let's say like you would like to find people from Ukraine and, for example, I don't know, organize event, help them. Um, so, yeah, you see there's going to be people with this, um, yeah, uh, flag all over the, the internet. But you can add more keywords. For example, you would like to find anyone with Ukraine flag and uh, someone who is um, uh, experienced with Python. Mm. And so Alex, do, do you do you also have some hacks or hacks or strategies on diversity sourcing beside that as well? For instance, on uh, I don't know gender, ethnicity, or your um, diversity. Even do do you have anything there? Because sometimes this can be really time consuming and hard. And of course it is, but it's also um, companies who prioritize it should spend the time in it, right? But do you have anything there? Uh, yeah, uh, in a way, uh, also like. Uh, Communities are trying to really introduce themselves um, uh, publicly and uh, yeah, using the flag as well uh, could be something that I would do, right, uh, to find uh, some like, communities. But also I do Google first for the communities mm -hmm. so that I can, uh, or like, for example, um, I'm looking for um uh, pronouns as well yeah she, yeah, yeah. Pr pronouns are very helpful so uh if i do that uh, let me see i have i think i have a trick for pronouns uh yeah so let me do i've also recommend people to have a readme on their github mm -hmm. because uh, this way like yeah so i'm gonna open the first one um so i created the search let me go back uh, site um, github.com and I particularly targeted uh, readme files where people uh, express a little bit more information about themselves and I added hi hi I added just because like a lot of people start like that so like mm -hmm. hi my name is Allah <laughs> so quite obvious and then I added a pronouns um, so I can delete the word pronouns and just leave uh, she her what would happen if the pronouns word is, is still there what's the difference then um, uh, it could be that in some profiles they just mention the she or them, but they don't mention um, uh, the word pronoun. So if I really would like to be uh, specific, I will put things in quotes. If I'm like more flexible to see more results, I will just leave them like that. Um, them they, so I can see different ways how people uh, express themselves, and um, I can try to find. Uh, profiles, the real profiles, um, but um, yeah, I don't see here that much. But let me see. Ale, you also gave me a great st statistic last time on GitHub that the number on engineers that are active on GitHub is higher than the number of um, engineers on LinkedIn. Do you remember the the numbers you had in mind there? Um, yeah, I believe it's a hundred thousand. Million <laughs> uh, so um, active users, yes. Uh, so yeah, 100 million developers across the globe. So it's yeah. an official, yeah, official number. So and, that's and how many did you impressive. have on, on LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn has a higher number of users, but um, the, the, the ratio of engineers is, I think. I don't know. 
uh, I think I, it was like 28, uh, 28 million so compared to 100 million. So LinkedIn. Yeah, and and, and uh, also the level of activity on GitHub is way higher than on LinkedIn, right? That was also an indicator then. I can also just look in my recruiter as well and just look for engineers. Yeah, so uh, software engineers, it's uh, 24.3. So, um, and I'm curious okay. what is going to happen. Yeah, so, uh, but it's like just, I, I believe it's like a registered um, yeah. uh, professionals, but it's uh, no, no guarantees uh, of anything. So for, for GitHub, I believe um, it's also about registered um, uh, users, uh, but it's it's way, way, way bigger. And yeah. Um, yeah, so GitHub is so friendly in terms of like, if you get in on GitHub and uh, start uh, searching um, for, I don't know, um, let me see. So um, like people in your location, Mm. So you put location, for example, uh, Berlin. Are you in Berlin? I'm in Berlin, yeah. yeah okay, so like in Berlin. And so what type of language you that last time you sourced? React. React. So it's not a language. It's a framework. A framework. <laughs> then JavaScript. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. In case you have any feedback or anything you want to share with me, please send me an email on thomas at peoplewise.com or hit me up on LinkedIn. And in case you really enjoy the show, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. This is actually downside um, of um, sourcing on um, uh, GitHub. Uh, you can't choose uh, the framework. So you can only choose the language and JavaScript has a, like a lot of frameworks and so yes. it's not going to be very helpful for you probably. So uh, that's why I would say that's something that I'm targeting right now. Um, I would say go for um, X-Rain. So this way you can find people mentioning in their bio that they are um, uh, React uh, engineers based uh, in Berlin. So mm -hmm. that's that that's what I, that's what I would do. Uh, let me to the ads. Um, you just put burning or oh, Germany. Germany is gonna be like more wilder. And um, what I wanted React. So React, and I would like to see. Yeah. So these are the people. Um, yeah, it's like real people. Mm -hmm. I would like to make sure. That's real people. I, I always double check. Sometimes my search is like really uh, leading me to something else. But yeah, he's a freelancer. Um, yeah, uh, he mentioned somewhere React. Yeah, React Amsterdam. It's actually, I think it's the biggest conference. Uh, yeah, it is the biggest conference for React developers. And you see again, my eyes are like, you don't see, and they're sparkling <laughs> because I'm like, oh my God, there's a conference. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm going to really um, find uh, this conference and uh, speakers. They're going to be developers. I'm going to find them. I'm going to scrape them. I'm going to go to Twitter to cross-reference um, their profiles, LinkedIn, and, and this kind of things. Uh, let me see if this, uh, if here part will work. And so uh, for, for Riot Games now, what, what type of engineers do you support? currently um i'm working for singapore um uh, studio um and uh yeah uh, it's studio that has like a lot of art uh, works uh in terms of the engineering right now i think yeah it's c plus plus so but uh sourcing in in singapore is different totally different story so um it's um it's all about WeChat, uh, uh, meetups, internal communities. Um, I think agencies has a lot of um, power there because uh, developers, uh, software engineers, they come to the agencies and they give their CVs to represent them. So it's very different uh, than in Europe. I think uh, most of developers kind of um, uh, consider recruiters uh, uh, some kind of um, uh, Skewers, so I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, like salespeople, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, if you Google recruiters are, and you will see like liars and this kind of things. 
I'm, I'm yeah, I curious where it's coming there from. Are a lot of, yeah, I think a bit of from the UK <laughs> as well, because there is a lot of um, aggressiveness in the market, to be honest. <laughs> yes, yes, um, like big numbers. So if I see a salary in the subject, um, the salary like 200K, um, I'm like almost like 90% confident this is agency from UK. And in most cases, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. So yeah. And it, hmm? And 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 when you now hire in in Singapore, um, how much candidates can you find and qualify? I don't know per week. Ah, oh, the, um, so yeah. First of all, I want to finish. Uh, so you saw uh, the patch worked actually. So it showed the personal email address of the person. So uh -huh. I just wanted to make sure that uh, we, we I managed to demonstrate it. So um, yes. how to do that so that people can uh, try to do it at home, <laughs> and then then yeah, find someone else email addresses. So oh, you just this need is actually hmm? You Go just on. need the you just need the commit and then dot patch and then you find the email address. Exactly. So I just found the email address of one of the founders of this amazing conference. So Robert, oh, yeah. I I had like a chat with him I think once. So um, yeah, there's a Facebook group uh, I think yeah, and there is a like the whole website with a lot of uh, nice uh, speakers for this conference. So definitely. Um, worth checking out um in terms of um uh how many how much and this kind of things um so i try to um have some kind of strategy i follow personally two weeks uh sprint uh if i may say so <laughs> so every two weeks i'm uh sitting down uh, with myself or with a manager, um, I mean, hiring manager, and I, I'm doing some kind of retrospective, how did the sourcing strategy went for two weeks. Um, I try to find um, at least, uh, a, let's say, maybe like 50, 50 profiles per week for each role I'm sourcing. Um, how many can I have you my own so in my own KPI, so I, I measured everything that comes to my own KPI. So how many profiles I can find per hour. And I really recommend to anyone who would like to do some sourcing, just uh, measure how effective you are. So let's say you find like five profiles per hour for a specific role, like let's say C++ developer, five quality profiles. Yeah. Um, and if, if like, it depends how many hours you can source, et cetera. So, but you can put the goal for yourself um, to contact between uh, 20 uh, and 100 profiles per week. Uh, why I'm saying 100, um, I do train uh, sourcers uh, and recruiters who would like to source. And I've noticed after... Um, uh, maybe hundreds uh, of uh, trainings, hundreds of people being trained. <laughs> that um, agencies specifically, they have quite um, uh, challenging KPIs, and they're most of the times like daily KPIs. They need to find in contact like I don't know, like 30, 40, or fifty uh, people per day, and uh, it's very, very lot of big amount of people. And um, you have to probably have some kind of system organized uh, to write the email and maybe like to use tools like Mixmarks or uh, Contact Out or uh, Sourcewell um, or Gem uh, to have uh, this automatic follow-ups because, um, yeah, there's, I, I think I touched like a big topic about personalization. That is super important. Um, and uh, quantity versus quality. Um, the, this way, yeah, I would say I would not strive to contact a lot of people, but I will try to find uh, uh, the most relevant, the most uh, profiles that I think could benefit from talking to um, the company I'm working for um, to see if, um, yeah, if they, this role is going to make them happy. Yes. So, but I will not aim to do a lot of profiles per week. And what, and what response rates do you usually get? Um, yeah, <laughs> for some roles, 100%. For some roles, it's uh, around 86, I think, 85, 86%. Um, one of the reasons why it's so high, um, uh, the big name, like 
and uh, that's one um, when people know the company. Uh, second, I really try to contact people um, with uh, relevant experience, um, and uh, personalization is always like I, I really try to trigger people. Sometimes I put some kind of you know very provocative subject about saying something about some games <laughs> and some. Uh, or, or finding something um, about this person on Twitter or Twitch that I can mention. So personalization gives me a huge, huge, huge boost of, of the responses. And I just spend the time. Yes, it takes time. It takes uh, me a few minutes uh, minimum to research the profile. Um, so that's why I probably will not be able to work for agency because it will be the less effective person. <laughs> If I need to bulk approach people, so I I couldn't do that. Um, sorry, I forgot the question. I have so many things in my mind. Uh, response no, rate. So for, rate. For, I yeah. you already gave it, right? It's high, quite high. <laughs> yeah, for, for the hundred, uh, one thing to keep in mind as well, response rate is important, but uh, for some roles, uh, especially for art roles, I've got like 100% response rate. Like everyone replied to me, but uh, like, there are no people interested to have the interview. Uh, the timing was wrong or the person is so awesome, not looking for a job. So even I had this amazing response rate that I can really like print and put in my wall. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was really uh, having the challenge to close the role. So um, oh. it's important, I think, to have um, a positive response rate and numbers in your mind. So how many people actually get uh, interested to have the interview? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be my next question. And how many you can get then to an interview and close from the source candidates? <laughs> um, I think, in, um, yeah, it's it really depends on the role, and I think um, it's very different with Europe. So before, uh, when I was uh, uh, searching in Europe, for example, for German market, if I can tell, uh, not for riots, uh, for another client, um, I had. Um, I sourced like 200 profiles uh, in uh, three weeks. Um, I approached all of them. I've got uh, around 60% response rate. Uh, out of the 60% response rate, so we had 25 interviews and we had three people. Okay, so 10% from outreach to interviews and then 5% got hired roughly. It's good. I think you're better, better with math. Yeah, well, I, I think so, yeah. Um, but it was like, uh, I think uh, it's, it was Berlin full stack engineers, uh, specifically um, seniors and uh, for the brands that is not super popular. So that's why I think the 60% response rate was uh, the maximum that I got. Um, but uh, all of them were contacted by um, me through the emails. And um, I also got, um, uh, I've used tools for the automatic follow-ups. Yeah. So because the second follow-up is always the most crucial one, the most important one, um, uh, with a little bit of sense of humor. So you can get someone to reply to you, at least saying that, yeah, the timing is not right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Allah, it was really, really insightful. Is there any guest that I don't know, but you know who I should interview next? Um, I I would say, um, yeah, it could be Enrique Helderberg, uh, also gaming recruiter, super, super um, uh, smart uh, about managing hiring managers. I think he's really the hiring manager whisperer. And I think he's been German, probably. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I need to check. So, yeah, I would be happy to make an intro. And, yeah, um, do you think he's open for really... that? So I'm, I'm happy for that, yeah. Of course, I mean, he's, um, uh, if he's not open, I'm going to bribe him with chocolates. So don't worry. <laughs> so. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Anna, for your time and um, the insights. It was really enjoying it and learned a lot again. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>